0: From Mississippi to Massachusetts and everywhere in between, here's your host, HeKi. Hello, villagers. Happy Tuesday. We are at the beginning of a brand new week, so go out and conquer the days. You're listening to episode number 32 of the Tranquility Tribe podcast. I'm so excited to share this episode of Influencer Moms with you. Today, I have Katherine Henry, owner of Katherine Henry Boudoir and mom of two. That's right, villagers, we are diving into Boudoir pictures. I don't exactly remember where I first learned about Boudoir photography, but this is something that has always had an interest of mine. If it has to do with looking sexy and feeling powerful, you can pretty much always count me in. So it's no surprise that this type of photography is right up my alley. Insight and wisdom of learning to love yourself through this process is the name of the game for today's episode. I am stoked to bring this super fun and sexy conversation to you. Katherine, welcome to the show. Thanks for having
1: me, Hihi. I'm so excited.
0: I am so excited to share all of your knowledge with our listeners. I'm super, super excited for them to be able to dive into this. Like, I don't know. I feel like it's kind of mysterious, right? It's like a little bit taboo maybe, but then it's kind of exhilarating. I'm really excited to share this. Before we dive in, can you tell us a little bit about your family, kind of set the stage for our listeners?
1: Yeah, so I live just north of Boston with my husband. We've been married for – we're coming up in eight years now – we have two really cute children together. My son, Max, is five and my daughter Ivy is two. Um, and they're a blast. We have a lot of fun um, and they help me at work and they come with me to the studio and they kind of know what I do. They know a mommy takes pictures. So. <laughs> and uh, they're my little models too. I'm constantly taking pictures of the family and uh, they're very used to it. They have their poses that they go to and uh, it's really, really cute. <laughs>
0: That's amazing. That's super cute. Oh my goodness. I'm going to have to like follow you on social media so I can (laughs) keep up with how cute they are. Can you tell our listeners, um, what it is you do and how you got into it?
1: Sure. So I'm a boudoir photographer. Again, my studio is in Reading, Massachusetts. So just a little bit North of Boston. I have been in my studio for about six years now. And before that I was also doing boudoir, but, um, in Rented spaces instead of in my own personal studio and I work with women. So I work with women of all ages um, Ethnicities sizes shapes histories stories. Everyone comes to me with their own Identity and that's what I love about my, my job so much is that I've met some amazing amazing women um, And I take their boudoir photos. So what they do is they come to my studio and they decide ahead of time what outfits they're going to bring. Some clients bring all the lingerie pieces. Some clients will bring evening gowns, party dresses. It's really whatever they want to make of the session and what they want to have at the end, what types of photos they want. I always encourage my clients that besides coming with lingerie, they come with a beautiful dress or a sweater so they can have beautiful art to hang in their own home and showcase their experience there.
0: That is amazing. I love, love, love that you talk about um, women of all different shapes and sizes and ethnicities and backgrounds and stories, um, because I also get to experience that, right? In the birth world, everybody comes with their own identity, um, just like you said. And it is it is actually one of my very favorite pieces of, of the work that I get to do. That is really amazing. So the first thing that comes to mind um, when I think about boudoir pictures is like, Oh, geez, the level of confidence, right? That you must have to get to have someone have your pictures made in your skinnies. So what do you say to all the women out there who are thinking, absolutely not, there is no way I would ever do this?
1: I assure them that I'm going to walk them through the entire experience from beginning to end. And that's before they even come in. That is when they book. I have lots of information I send electronically. And we chat on the phone, we chat through email, and it helps prep everybody up. So I send lots of samples of photos, lots of FAQs, tips and tricks to help them with their planning. And I always tell my clients, I am there for you day of the shoot too. So what I say that means is that I will actually be acting out these poses for them. So when my client's going to be posed on a bed, I, before her, get up and do the pose. And I find that when a client can see me doing it and see that, you know, I can, It's serious, but I can have fun with it and get a little goofy and feel silly posing the same way she's going to be posing in front of somebody. Um, It really brings a comfort level to it. And so many of my clients have said, you know, I was so nervous. And then within the first five minutes, everything got nice. You know, I was relaxed. I was calm. You made it so easy. Um, And I think that that example, setting by example, is really what helps with the experiences. I'm not just going to say, go, pose. You know, break out your best, you know, any tire banks or something. You know, I don't expect my clients to know what to do. Um, For 99% of my clients, this is the first time they've done anything like this. Uh, It's only when my clients come back, because they had so much fun, that they're more experienced in boudoir posing. And even then, you know, we'll take it to the next level and try something different and uh, have fun with it. But I think that setting the example and posing and, you know, letting clients know that it can be funny and, if I'm doing it, they can do it.
0: I love it. That's so amazing. I, um, I'm like sitting here blushing a little bit, which is a little <laughs> bit weird because, you know, I talk about vaginas all the time and like <laughs> bodies all the time. I see, you know, boobs every day. I'm always, you know, always around the, the yeah. body, but just something about like it and me. Yeah. I would definitely think yeah it would be some, super comforting to have you, you know, lead by example, and, and definitely show me, so I think, um, especially for your visual learners out there, right, they can see right. what you're doing, and that brings so much confidence, um, that's amazing, I love that, love, love, love that you do the poses too, um, I'm sure it is, it gives good laughs too, um, so I want to really talk about the, um, the why piece. I think a mm-hmm. lot of our listeners are out there probably thinking, why would anyone do this? And I know sometimes women give um, these as gifts for their partners, but what is, what are some other reasons that maybe moms want to have uh, Boudoir pictures mm-hmm. taken of them, either prenatally or postpartum, right?
1: Yeah. So this has been really fun. I've had a few clients already come in um, while they're pregnant and at very different stages. Some clients have come in Just at the very, very beginning, 10 weeks pregnant, Um, they're not even really showing, but they wanna do this for themselves before they know that they're gonna be committing to their baby a little bit more and might not have time for a little bit to do something for themselves. Um, I had another client who came in at about 20 weeks, so she had a cute little baby bump, and we played that up and she wanted to do something where she could look back and be like, this was my pregnancy, this is how I felt, I was powerful, Um, I was beautiful, and strong and, you know, have those pictures to show the the baby one day, maybe it's gonna be a daughter and to show how confident you can be um, is really nice. And then I have a lot of women who come in after their baby. Um, I had one client come in about 10 weeks after her baby. That was the quickest time um, to do something for herself. And some clients I think also use it as a goal setting. So they might say, you know, I'm gonna lose my baby weight or I'm just gonna be confident in my new body. Um, and I'm going to give myself this amount of time, and then I'm going to treat myself. I'm going to do something for myself that shows off my new strong body. um, And they come in and they do it for themselves. So I think all the moms do it for themselves. And to show their daughters, I've had a lot of clients come in who say, you know, I want my daughters to know that I'm strong and beautiful, and I feel strong and beautiful, and I want them to see me as strong and beautiful. And to have the photos to capture that is just really, really amazing.
0: I agree. I think you know capturing. Um, I like the idea of kind of capturing things maybe during your pregnancy and then immediately postpartum, and mm-hmm. then um, after you find the beauty in that immediate postpartum, you can really set that goal right, and then have it done again. So it can be this this journey that you document um, that really helps you find confidence, right? And you walk away with such such a. A deeper level of confidence. Um, mm-hmm. Finding the courage and confidence to do it is one thing, but can you touch a little bit or maybe share some stories of people who um, when they leave or once they see their pictures, they really realize how beautiful they are because I imagine it is a really empowering experience.
1: It is. My favorite part is what I have my clients do about two to three weeks after the photo shoot itself is return to see the photos with me. So when they come back, we look at this gorgeous album, um, a digital album of all the photos that they've taken. They're edited, retouched. I do slight retouching. I am not the kind of photographer who makes you look like a plastic doll or changes the shape of your body. Um, I wanna highlight you and what you look like. And we look at those photos together. And that's my favorite part of the entire experience because some clients are speechless and I can see them just taking it in and and absorbing that it's them on the screen. Um, Clients have said to me, you know, I had no idea. I was so nervous, I hear this the most. I was so nervous, I was only gonna like one or two pictures. I can't believe I like every single photo. So it's neat and I think that um, that is my favorite part is seeing their reactions to the photos and just hearing about how they feel so beautiful. And they'll say, you know, I felt pretty that day but now I have these photos to look at and I really do love, I love my curves or I've had some clients say, you know, I never liked my legs, but man, they look good in those shoes on that pose. Um, so really trying to bring out different features of my clients that maybe they're not 100% into and, and showing them that they should be, they are awesome. I do ask my clients in advance if there's a body part or something about them that they are a little more shy about, a little more reserved. Um, and then vice versa, you know, something that they really want to showcase. And I think that that's interesting seeing what parts of bodies, I mean, some of the same things are always said, you know, everyone always says, I don't want to show my midsection, or, you know, I don't like my thighs, but then finding ways to do posing and outfits that highlight these areas. Um, and then the client saying afterwards, oh my gosh, I never knew my you know a full body picture would look so good i I never liked that before, but it looks great in this setting so i it's it's really nice to bring out the parts of people that they might not have affected that they would like so much.
0: I love it, oh my gosh, I like have tears in my eyes thinking about the confidence that you're giving to people um and and the fact that they do have these pictures right to always remind them that you are beautiful so on your your darkest days, you have something that is. That's awesome. So I guess one of my next question is, is this just for women? Do male partners ever have this done? Is this something that couples do together? Um, You know, we're talking very, very like female focused, but is this something that is, is, you know, for something more than women?
1: Yeah, so my studio is female only. So I only work with female clients. My hair and makeup artists are females, but I do know that there are other photographers who will do boudoir photos for couples. Um, And I think that's really fabulous too. Um, I think it's a great way to connect with your significant other and to have beautiful photos together besides maybe engagement session or wedding. Um, Sometimes after those periods of time in your life, you don't really go out and just get professional photos taken. So it's nice to maybe use boudoir as a reason to have more photos taken of you and your partner. But at my studio, um, I only work with female clients.
0: Yeah, I think that would be something that couples could probably use to spice up their life, right? So, you, yeah. you know, it's natural that you have these lulls in relationships. It's just kind of how humans work, right? And mm-hmm. you could use something like this to really empower your relationship and find that spark hit again yeah. awesome. I really love just the whole idea of um of Boudar Pictures just because of the confidence I think that you walk away from and then you it really does empower you, right? And you can mm-hmm. do it in different stages from, you know, you just got pregnant to you just had a baby to you've been yeah. married for 70 years. This is <laughs> it's that is that is something that is fascinating, that it can be lifelong. I love it so yeah. much. Um I think one day, actually, I will probably have them done, and I'm not sure um, exactly when or why yet, Um, but I think definitely I would love to do it just for the empowerment piece, and, um, you know, maybe I'll do it by myself. Maybe I won't. I have no clue. That is, it's just, it's fun to think about, right? Yes. Making the shift to, to like, balance and mindset and the village. Mm -hmm. Owning your own business and being a full-time mom is or can be, can be exhausting, right? So can you tell us how you find that balance and how you keep that balance, what that looks like for your family?
1: Yeah. So I try really hard to set my own boundaries. So saying, not checking my phone all the time, not even keeping my phone on me when I'm in my house playing with my children. My son's in preschool so he's in school in the mornings but we're together all afternoon and my daughter's two and she's with me all day. So I really try to focus on them when I'm with them. Um, I do a lot of my work in the evenings at night. So once my husband gets home from his job, I go to my computer and I start answering emails and doing my work. The days that I have clients, I have my mom come up and she helps me out. So she's actually here with my kids right now. So I chat with you, um, which has been so great. And um, my mother-in-law, everybody is very, very helpful when it comes to watching the children. So I can have a little bit of time to work. But at the same time, it's it's a little bit of working all over the place. I never get to sit down for like a four-hour stretch and do my work it's lots of chunks i always people say how long does it take you to edit your photos and i'll be like well i don't know i did it over a week <laughs> i just kept sitting down when i had a minute to do it and i would do three or four then i would do three or four here or there um so that's a really big challenge is just not having the fun time to sit down and do everything all at once But at the same time, I I love being able to be home with my children and play with them and go to their activities and just help out at their schools and things like that. So I wouldn't be able to do all, all those things if I was away from them for larger chunks of time
0: yeah the flexibility is really great and and it 's a constant shift, so you know the more that you give to the kids the the less time you have for your photography and and vice versa and i think it's it goes with the ebb and flow of life um, at any moment um, they might be balanced or they might yeah. not be balanced and that might be something that that you 're working towards. I love to hear that your mother and your mother in law and your husband are all these um these staples these yeah. crucial pillars in your In your village, is there anybody else that um, that you think you know? I I can't, I can't do without this person.
1: Well, I have a lot of mom friends as well. So some of my best friends from going back to high school—we've been friends. I've lost count of how many years. I don't know, thirty years or something. And um, they're moms too, and we're constantly like texting each other. You know, how's your day going? Oh my gosh, did your did your daughter nap today? Mine didn't. Ah, you know, (laughs) getting tired. Is it bedtime? yet um and just those little messages and knowing that someone else out there is feeling the same way as you it's always reassuring especially if other stay-at-home moms or working moms were at home during chunks of the day or listening it's you know it can be a little you're not seeing any other adults, you are home with your children alone. And it's like, is anyone else out there? Is anyone else experiencing this right now? So to have a few really close girlfriends who are going through the same things as me is always nice and comforting and reassuring.
0: Absolutely, parenthood can be really isolating, you know. And then, then you do a lot of your work from home, so working from home can be yeah. really isolating in itself. So you kind of have double whammy here. So I think those little text messages. Um, I yep. experienced the same thing with other female entrepreneurs, and. Yeah, they're like little pick-me-ups, right? It's like, oh, thank God someone else out there gets it. Like, I'm sorry you're going through the same thing, but I hear you. At least we're in the trenches together. Um, I love it so much. And, And I think it's important to note that, you need a village in adulthood too so we, we talk about like it takes a village to raise a child it takes a village to you know do this to do that it takes a village to be human so you need your village and it, they don't always have to live where you live especially now with all of our technology you know they can be you can be spread out everywhere but you need your people you need your village totally you know, we do so what does, what does self-care look like for you?
1: Self-care for me is taking the time for myself in the things I like. So I feel that with my daughter having just turned just around two and a half, um, I've been able to regain some of my old hobbies back. Just having the time and I guess the energy and not being so tired. Um, I like to sew and quilt and I've been able to get back into that. Um, I love reading. Before I was at home with my own studio, I commuted into Boston. So I used to be on the train and read so much because I had all this train time. And then once I was home with my children, I found that I didn't really have this time to do reading for pleasure. And I've been getting back into that and adjusting. So now I do a lot of audio books because I'm in the car a lot. So I'm still getting to do my reading and my books, but someone's reading to me, which I really like. Um, And I enjoy my workouts. So I try to work out five days a week and I do it in the morning because my husband will be at home with the children. So, you know, it cuts into my sleep. I go to 6am classes. Uh, But if that's what I have to do to get my little alone time where I can just focus on me and not have anybody asking me to pick them up or needing a snack um, and just listening to music at the workout classes and just stretching and feeling really good. I do it. So I uh, have adjusted. I go to bed early. I get up early, but I need to do that to have my my me time.
0: I love it. And I love that I hear, you know, advocacy in there and also that you mentioned adjusting to accommodating parent life. Um, Is there anything that that works specifically for you and your husband. Do you guys have like a tap out system where you're like, okay, I'm done with this kid. I literally can't do it anymore. <laughs> Tapping out. Um, do you have a specific um, like weekly
1: pattern? What works for you? Sometimes on the weekends we'll um, switch up Saturday versus Sunday, and we'll take turns sleeping in a little bit. So we might, you know, Friday night we'll. Sometimes we'll make a bet and we'll see who wins and that person gets to sleep in, or we'll just, you know, say, I'm so tired. I don't know. Um, and one of us will get the, the extra hour. So not, you know, not, not a huge sleep in, not like before children, but just a little bit of sleep in not having to do breakfast um, and we'll take turns. So I'll get Saturday, he'll get Sunday, something like that. And that, that's what we do on the weekends, which is really fun. We kind of look forward to it. <laughs>
0: that is fun. Oh, my gosh. If you can't hear it in my voice, I am smiling so big right now. I love that you bring the aspect of, of competition in there. <laughs> it nice and spicy. That is so much fun. I'm a big, big, huge competitor, um, yes. especially against Nicholas. I always want to win against Nicholas. And so <laughs> I love the idea of bringing that competition, those games in there. That's a, that's a lot of fun. So you guys have uh, two kids ages five and two and a half and you have, you've had your studio or your, your, your photography business for longer than that. Can you talk about the transition, um, of opening up a business and then having a baby and then I guess maybe did you find a time that you kind of were like, okay, I got the hang of this and then you added another baby and what did that transition look like?
1: Yeah. So I signed the lease on my studio. I think it was like the week I found out I was pregnant with my son. And I've been looking for a studio, not knowing I was pregnant. And then it, it all went together at the same time. But in that sense, it was like, there's no slowdown. We're going, we're going full force. I'm going to see what happens. Um, my son was little. He was an awesome napper. So he would nap twice a day at the beginning. And then once he dropped down to one nap, he would nap for like I don't know, three hours, three and a half in the afternoon, like insane naps. And I would be able to work so hard at home. So I would do a lot of my editing and emails and things like that all at my house. It was really helpful. So he would nap in the afternoon. I would get work done. I felt like, man, I'm on my game. Then my daughter came and she does not like to nap. She never did, never does. I don't think she ever will. (laughs) Um, And that was really challenging because she was also not that great at sleeping at night. So I was tired so when uh it would be her nap time and she actually finally would nap it was like the big debate do i try to get a few things done or like man i'm tired i really need to sleep and i had to put myself first i had to say i'm going to sleep or i'm going to fall apart um and that was an adjustment too because i was used to getting so much done during the day and i had to just kind of shift it to getting things done more at night when my husband was home to help with the kids and the children were asleep for the night they go to bed at a nice time. So it still allotted me a little bit of time at night. And um, it's just, it's always changing. And and in the fall, both my children will be at school. And I'm thinking in my mind, like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have these half days of so much time to get things done. I don't even know what I'm going to do with myself. It's going to be another adjustment in the more work area than less work area. So it's, it's always changing. I feel like with children, like every six months, something changes with them, whether it's their schedules, their sleep, school, not school, programs, whatever it is. So it's constantly adjusting. It's almost as though, right when you're in a groove, something changes. And you're like, well, okay, <laughs> let's readjust and see when the work time's gonna be, see when the playtime's gonna be. So it's always changing, but it's, it's exciting in the same sense. And then, and I think reassuring, because if you're in like a, a a time period where things might not be going quite as smoothly knowing in my mind that, you know, this is only temporary and in five or six months at the most we'll probably be in a new cycle. Then I'll be back to work.
0: I love it. I need to go blow my nose really quick because I have a cold and it's like dripping down. So I'll um, be right back. I'm so sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. This weather has gotten me so sick. All right, I'm back. Okay. I love that you talk about putting yourself first. Um, I think that's something huge that parents have to realize, and sometimes it's a really big learning curve, is that you cannot pour from an empty cup. And it is one of those, you know, old sayings, and sometimes we have a tendency to slough those off. You can't, you really can't pour from an empty cup. So putting yourself first is really huge. And then the second thing is sleep. So I'm the sleep queen. I love a good nap. I will take a good solid two, two and a half nap, two, two and a half hour nap during the day, every day, if I could, I rarely get that chance, but I will take advantage of a good nap. Um, And then my overnight sleep is just really important to me as well, because it does. It helps me keep that full cup. And so um, I think you mentioning putting yourself first, but also napping when when your child naps and not feeling guilty about it is huge. You need, I mean, your batteries are just as low as theirs, right? So recharge those batteries. Take that nap if you need it. Yeah. Take it. And then finally, I love, love, love that you mentioned this is temporary. This is something that Pops up all the time in birth work. It, it pops up all the time, right? So, from from your your symptoms that you're experiencing in your pregnancy to. Postpartum and in your your child's behavior, all the way to like toddlerhood, all the way to teenagehood, really, like you know, until your kids are out of your house, everything's temporary. It it is temporary, Um, so it's really important to keep that in the forefront of your mind. I'm I am super glad that you you mentioned that. What's one of the biggest lessons that you've learned doing doing um, you know business owning and parenting all at the same time?
1: That's tricky. There's so (laughs) many lessons. I I think almost like you were just saying is sometimes you need to just put yourself first and that might be a nap. That might be taking less clients. Um, When I started having my children, I consciously made the decision that I was going to take on less clients. I have to limit who I take each month. Um, It was just too much work for me. It was stressing me out. I felt as though I wasn't able to give my job and my clients, the love and dedication and connection that I wanted to give them. I was just speaking with another photographer who's opening a studio space and has a little one at home, a little, little one, and a I think a two-year-old or three-year-old. And um, she was kind of asking me some questions. And I said, you just need to put yourself first. If you feel run down one day, don't go in. If you feel as though, you know, there's no one's judging you. And I think that, and nobody knows what you're feeling inside and and nobody has to know how many clients you're taking or turning down. I think that with social media now, you know, and everyone's saying, you know, I'm booked up for the month or in any job, you know, I'm so busy. I'm so busy. Um, There's a little bit of maybe competition, even if it's not said, you know, well, if this person's doing this, well, I want to do this well too. And they're doing this. I want to do that. um, Why am I not doing this or that? But I think you need to do the business. That's good for you. And, you know, I might see that, another photographer is booking 10 clients a month, but I know in my mind, I can't do that. Um, It doesn't work for me right now. It doesn't, it's not fair to my children and to me and it's just not what I'm going to be doing. So I think um, just knowing your, your, um, your limits and what makes you happy.
0: Absolutely. I think recognizing your own boundaries as your boundaries is super important and you're right. Social media can really feed into that, but It's just not healthy. You should definitely find what works for you. And I think that's true in so much of life, right? So we have this tendency as humans to want what our neighbor wants, but you know, it has to work for you. It really is. And you'll find that your happiness follows that. So if you do what is right for you, you will no longer have space in your life for that want of what your neighbor needs because your life will have fulfilled you, right? You'll have everything that you want because you're doing what is perfect for your life. So what would be your biggest lesson out there um, for, for parents in general, not necessarily business owners, mm-hmm. just parenting advice?
1: I think just taking the time to step away from digital and electronics and phones and computers and TV and things um, is really nice and refreshing. And it's, I find it hard because your phone is your camera now and you just want to take pictures of your children at all the – it is easier at. So it's like so easy just to keep that in your front pocket. And, you know, you're at the zoo and it's like, oh, I'm going to take a picture right now. But at the same time, when it's right there, you know, you're going to feel it vibrate. You're going to feel it buzz. You're going to pick it up. Um, I try really hard when I go out to those types of events to bring a camera, um, whether it's just a point and shoot camera or my big professional camera, but something that doesn't do anything but take the pictures. So I don't have my phone, obviously, with me in case of an emergency, but it might be deep down in the bag with the sound off or something like that. So I don't check it. I'm not influenced to check it. Um, so I think just taking the time to really connect with your family and doing family activities and, you know, fun things on the weekend, even though you might be the time you work or it might be the time that you can get things done, you know, knowing that you can have a little bit of a messy house, you know, it's, it's okay. It's okay to have the pile of laundry, you know, just have fun.
0: I love it. Yeah. Being present is huge. I think, um, you know, if, if you are an expectant parent and, and you have never had a baby, and I've never had a baby, but I can see a postpartum so fast. They change by the day. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So be present. Take your pictures, absolutely. I understand the pictures and they they are so sentimental. They have a lot of meaning. But don't forget to be present. Do not forget. Those are also memories. You'll never you'll never forget those memories. So soak right. them up. Store them in, in your brain. I get store them in your camera, but store them in your brain too. Yes. Catherine, what would you say to a parent who might be thinking about starting their own business? If you could go back to pre-business, Catherine, what would you tell her
1: to go for it? I think that they should do it, Um, especially if it's maybe a mom or a dad who um, it would allow them to be at home a little bit more. I think that they should do it, and you know, it it might be slow starting. It might. going to be challenging but it will be worth it in the end and that uh, you know in in reaching out to people for help I think that's a big thing too with the village and the tribe and you know asking family for help or your spouse for help and people don't know if you need help um without being asked sometimes so it's it's important to reach out you know to friends and if it's for advice or if it's for an extra hour of babysitting so you can take a shower or go to the grocery store or whatever it is you need to get done to not feel badly about having to ask for that help because everybody needs it.
0: Absolutely. I love, I love that you say, just do it. I'm a just do it person too. Um, I just, I'm like, just do it. Just rip the bandaid off and do it. I, uh, (laughs) so I'm really excited to hear that be your advice. Not everybody is that type of person. So, you know, sometimes I'm like, you should just do it. And people are like, Whoa, Whoa, Whoa. (laughs) You gotta be way more calculated than that. In some places in life, I am very calculated, but sometimes I am a just do it person if people wanted to find you, um, for all of you mamas out there who are thinking, okay, I could really use a boudoir photo shoot and I need that boost of confidence and I'd love to see, you know, my body as this beautiful temple. Where could they find you?
1: Yeah, I think it's so fun when moms them in because they get a half a day by themselves they get pampered hair and makeup and buy some new clothes for themselves which you know doesn't always get to be the first priority it's always the baby clothes um but they can find my website at khboudoir b-o-u-d-o-i-r.com um, and i'm on instagram at khhenry, and they can see a lot of photos get inspired see a little bit of the in outs of being a mom working. Uh, And I I hope that I can help them out and have a fun day for the moms.
0: I love it. I really encourage all of our listeners, explore it. Really just take a dive into it, even if it's as simple as looking at her website or her Facebook page. Take a look. See if you could picture yourself doing it. I think that that is... That's the first step. And if you, if you feel something, go for it. I mean, just kind of going back to our advice, just really go for it. That might just be calling the photographer, you know, that might just be exploring who's in your area to do the photos. Um, Do it. I think that you should really explore this option. I think you'll find that it's a really powerful thing. Catherine, thank you so, so much for being here. It has been so much fun. I am super excited to hear our listeners' response to this. I know somebody out there is going to tell me that this was the final thing they needed to just take that leap and get those pictures made. As always, villagers, find your tribe and love them hard. Hey villagers, before I go, I wanted to hop on here and give you a quick ask. It's really simple. If you like what you hear on the podcast, if the podcast has ever helped you in any way, made you feel all the feels, has given you that boost of confidence that you needed, or has taught you something valuable, could you hop onto iTunes and give us a five-star rating? Leave some sweet words so that I know exactly what you're thinking. It might sound crazy, but I really do read every single one. It lights up my life, you guys. I love to hear what you have to say about the topics and the guests that I choose to bring on the show. If you have any suggestions, I would love to hear those as well. Thank you so, so much for spending time with me today, and thank you for rating our podcast so that it can get in front of more eyes of parents just like you. Until next time, villagers. Did you know that you can join our online tribe? Our private Facebook group can be found by searching the Tranquility Tribe podcast on Facebook, and our Instagram tribe is Tranquility by HeHe. He. If you have a story you want to share with us, please reach out to us at Tranquility by at gmail.com. Until next time, villagers.